Hey everyone, I'm Tony Hardman, your host for Not Quite Zen, a podcast about struggling with mental health and finding ways to make life better. I've struggled with mental health all my life, but through lots of therapy and hard work, I've learned how to be calmer, happier, and more grounded. And I hope that this show can do the same for you. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, existing listeners, and hello to any new listeners. As always, I want to encourage you to head over to notquitezen.co and sign up for my newsletter. You'll get a weekly email every Tuesday with great mental health content from Not Quite Zen and around the web. Today, I want to talk about the importance of values. Often, when you're feeling down or depressed, life can seem meaningless. You may feel this way occasionally, or it could be constant. This feeling may also lead to feeling apathetic. When you feel this way, it's nearly impossible to find joy and happiness. And I know from firsthand experience. If you take stock of your life and you're unhappy with how you're living, what you've accomplished, and where you see the future going, then it's time for you to identify your core values. Why? Because when you know your values, you can make decisions in your everyday life that align with them. Your values affect your behavior by acting as an internal GPS, and holding them in your mind can guide you to live a more meaningful life. In this episode, I'm going to cover what values are, how you can identify them, how values and goals are different, and what you can do to start living a life more aligned with your values. So what do I mean when I say values? Values are the principles that you live by. They are the core beliefs that inspire you to take action that support your life's purpose. They're the unwavering standards that drive you to do the things that are important to you. Dr. Russ Harris, an amazing psychotherapist and one of the world's leading experts on acceptance and commitment therapy, said it best in his book, Act Made Simple. Here's the quote. Values are your heart's deepest desires for how you want to behave, how you want to treat yourself, others, and the world around you. If you're interested, Harris covers this values concept in depth in his book, and I highly recommend you pick up a copy. You should also check out his other book, The Happiness Trap. It's a great read, and it's a great self-help book. Values are one of the most important concepts in personal growth and self-awareness. Understanding values can help you discover your life's purpose, but the first step toward living a fulfilling life is identifying your values. So how do you do that? If you're like most people, you might wonder if you have the right values or if you're doing the right things. And the truth is only you can know because values are different for every person. There's several different techniques that can help you identify your core values. And when I worked through this concept with my therapist, she told me to picture my funeral. She asked me, when you're gone, what do you want people to say about you? This question is a powerful one, and I had to give it some considerable thought. My answer was that I wanted to be remembered as a good father and husband. And this taught me that family is one of my strongest core values. Another question you might ask yourself is, who do you want to be in 10 years? And it's important to note when you answer this question for yourself, it's not about a goal like, I want to be promoted within 10 years, or I want to be the VP of whatever. It's about who you want to be as a person. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But those are a couple of techniques that can get you through. 
I have also created an interactive tool that will walk you through several questions designed to surface your values. I linked to it in the show notes, or you can go to notquitezen.co and look up this post, Live by Your Core Values, and you'll find it embedded there. I highly recommend going through the tool. It will give you a report of what your most common values are, and armed with that information, you'll be able to start living a more fulfilling life based on what I'm about to explain in the rest of this episode. For some people, identifying your core values is actually really hard. And there's a couple different reasons why this may happen. If you're having a hard time discovering your values, or maybe you think this exercise is pointless or stupid, then something may be blocking you. You could be avoiding it because of emotional pain. If you've been living a life that's inconsistent with your values, then that can be really hard to reconcile. Perhaps you're not happy with some choices you've made that's preventing you from moving forward. I struggle with this myself. Values work is ongoing. Lately, I've been feeling guilty because I lost touch with my grandmother on my biological father's side of the family. And my therapist has encouraged me to write a letter to my grandma to express how I feel, even if I never send it. I've been avoiding this task because I don't want to deal with that guilt. But more importantly, I don't want to face the abandonment issues that will certainly arise when thinking about my relationship with my father and that side of the family. I still need to figure out what core value this action of writing a letter connects to to make it happen. Another common roadblock is getting stuck on negative thoughts. So for example, I can't make progress because of X, Y, and Z reason. Or nothing has worked so far and neither will this. I don't deserve to get better. I'm always going to be miserable. I'll never achieve anything. Do those thoughts resonate with you? Do they sound familiar? If that's the case for you, then you should go back to my episode on how to interrupt negative thought patterns. You can also check out the blog on our website. This is basically avoidance. And it's important to consider the cost of avoidance. In my case, if I don't do the work, I get to avoid the negative feelings. I could go on living my life just fine like that, but then I'll never heal the trauma that's clearly bothering me because it keeps showing up in my head and in my subconscious dreams. I would also miss out on the opportunity to reconnect with my grandmother, whom I love, and who was actually there for me as a child. What's your cost? If you don't identify your values, then you won't have a compass to guide your life forward. You'll be stuck where you are. Is that something you can live with? And that's really the important question because at the end of the day, it's your life. You have to decide whether you want to move it forward or whether you're okay with the status quo. And either answer is totally fine. Like I said, it's your life. But here's the bottom line when it comes to avoidance and negative thoughts. If you're not willing to do the work, then what I'm explaining is not going to help you. I'm not a therapist. And more importantly, I'm not your therapist. If you have unresolved trauma, then you need to find a professional who can help you. If this is something you can't work through on your own, then you probably need some help. And that's okay too. All right, let's move on to how to live by your values once you've identified what they are. A really important idea in ACT therapy is learning to connect with the present moment. If you listened to my last episode about how to enjoy your life, I explain why this concept is so important. 
Living life based on your values can help you do this. As I learned from my therapist and from reading Dr. Harris's books, and as I stated earlier in this episode, you can think of your values as an inner GPS. Use values to set yourself on the right path. This is something that you can choose to do on any given day in any given situation. Let me use my value of being a good husband and father as an example. Here's several actions I try to take to live up to this value. I try to be an emotionally supportive dad and partner. I try to set a good example for my kids by being a kind, calm person. I try to be present by playing games with them, coaching my son's soccer team, or doing things like taking my daughters out shopping. With my kids, it's important for me to meet them where their interests lie in order to do this. So my son likes playing video games, I play video games with him. My daughters like clothes, I take them to go buy clothes. My middle child loves music, so we talk about music. I also try to make an effort to prioritize my relationship with my wife because my kids are not always going to be living at home and eventually one day it's just going to be us. So it's a balancing act. I have to be a good dad, but I also have to be a good husband. And then one of the last ones I'll mention is when fighting with my wife, I try to choose kindness and empathy rather than being right. And I'll be honest and tell you this is something I definitely still struggle with. We still get into fights and I still say the wrong things, but I'm a lot quicker to realize when I'm wrong. And I also can understand her point of view better by using empathy to put myself in her shoes and try to understand why she feels the way that she feels. These examples are how values can affect your behavior. They should guide the choices that you make from moment to moment, day to day. Think about your values. What types of decisions are you making every day that could bring you more in line with them? When thinking about this, it's also important to point out that your values should be flexible. When you discover them, you should use them to guide your choices, but don't feel restricted by them. Values should not be rigid rules. And you shouldn't feel bad about yourself when you don't always live up to them. You are human, you have emotions, and those emotions are going to cloud your actions. You will make mistakes. It's okay. I promise. That's why this podcast is called Not Quite Zen. I make lots of mistakes too. I would feel like a fraud if I tried to sit here and tell you, this is how you live your life and, you know, be perfect, follow these values. No, everything is gray. And you just have to use it as a compass or a GPS, but you don't always have to listen to it. You're not a bad person if you make a choice that's incongruent with your values. You're also free to change them as you grow. As I said, values work is ongoing. I'm still peeling back the layers of my own psyche and learning new things every time I talk to my therapist. If you choose to act by your values consistently, not perfectly, you will make progress. I promise you. I did it myself, and I'm shocked at how far that I've come. You will live the life that you want to live. And looking back 10, 20, 30 years from now, you are going to be so proud of the choices that you have made. I want you to think about that for a moment. 10, 20, 30 years from now. That time is going to go on no matter what you do. So going back to thinking about what is the cost for you of not living your values, the cost is going to be in 10, 20, 30 years, you looking back at your life and saying, man, I really 
didn't do the things that I wanted to do, and I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. Again, it's up to you, but these are things you're going to have to deal with eventually. One of the last things that I want to talk about is the importance of distinguishing values from your goals. Goals are awesome. They're great to have, but they're different from values. A goal is typically something specific that you hope to achieve. Values are about living a certain way whether you achieve your goals or not. Goals are also future-focused. Values are connected to the present, where you live your life every day. Let me offer you an example. Earning a big promotion versus working hard at something that fulfills you. When you earn the promotion, you're done. You've reached your goal. Good job. When you show up to work every day and work hard because your work matters to you, that's a value. You will continue to do that whether you earn a promotion or not if it's a value for you. If you focus solely on achieving goals, you will likely find dissatisfaction once you reach them. This is why so many of us are always looking toward the next big thing. If I get a bigger house, a nicer car, and more stuff, I'll be happy. If I work hard and get that great job that pays a lot more money, I'll be happy. If I lose weight, I'll finally be happy. When people get or achieve these things, they're often not happy, at least not for long. This is why you always see celebrities talking about mental health and like their struggles. And honestly, it's hard to relate to as a normal everyday person, but they have every opportunity wealth and advantage in the world, but they're still not happy. What does that tell you? Like money truly does not buy happiness. That's not to say it's not important to have your basic needs met. You 100% need that in order to live a joyful, happy life. But beyond that, everything else is gravy. It's the values that are really the core of who you are and how you want to be that are going to lead you to a happier life. If you're always focused on the future, and you're not connecting with the present, then you're gonna have a really hard time finding happiness. And as you get older and look back, you'll likely find that you've lived a life disconnected from who you truly wanted to be, as we already talked about. I hope that this episode helped you understand the importance of identifying your values and how they can help you live a better life. Your homework for now, between the next episode, is go figure out what your values are. And then try to start living life in a way that's in align with them. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about how your values and living based on them can help you overcome anxiety, something I struggled with all of my life until a couple years ago. And now the results are amazing. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified every time a new one is posted. Also, please rate, review, and share this podcast because the more we talk about mental health, the better life can get for those who struggle. Now, please join me in taking one small step towards a calmer day with a two-minute meditation. Start by taking a relaxed but alert posture. If you're driving, continue to focus on the road, and if you're not, feel free to close your eyes or relax your gaze. Feel the weight of your body as gravity connects you to the earth and makes you feel grounded. Relax the muscles in your face, your neck, your shoulders, and the rest of your body.
Now let's begin to shift your focus to the breath. Take a deep breath and follow it as it fills your lungs. Exhale slowly and let it all out. Continue to take long, slow breaths, paying attention as it enters your body and brings you calm as it leaves. If your mind is wandered off, slowly bring your attention back to the breath. Now, relax your attention. Take this calming energy with you as you go about your day. Thanks for listening. I hope you join me next time.